Hey guys. Okay, you need to say hey too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is how we start. Okay. I got it. Could you want to do it again? Yeah. Oh my God. Hello everyone and welcome to the Beyond the Mad podcast hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hey guys, happy December. Welcome back to the podcast. We are super excited to be here and to start a new month, a new series of shows with you. First and foremost, I'd like to personally apologize for the lost episode last week. It is a it's a learning curve to produce this. Mm-hmm. And we were ready to go and I was exporting the episode from GarageBand, which is what I'm using to produce into like another website and into our host. And in the process of converting the file, GarageBand just quit on me and it never made it to the final destination. So we just have a lost beyond the map out there. And it was it was on gratitude. So just be grateful. Just be <laughs> <laughs> So that was the Thanksgiving episode. It was. So. But we are back and we're excited to be here. We thought that we would do a little bit of a catch up. We have been really diving into the episodes right away and getting right on the content so you guys can get the most out of the 30-ish minutes that we have together. But it's also fun to see where we're at and what's going on with Jared and I so you can, you know, catch up. Catch up. Um, So I, I guess the past month or so... Just been working, therapizing um, (laughs) people. It's a pretty busy time of year, as you can imagine. Um, For people, as the weather changes, we have this whole thing called seasonal affective disorder, where the, the, you know, it's getting um, darker earlier, so people kind of deal with um, the winter blues, I think is what the young kids call it. Um, So I've been doing that quite a bit. And then it's also... Big news, not so big news, but I'm no longer teaching at Yoga Vibes. So my last class will have been, when this yeah. airs, December 1st. It's very bittersweet with the, the community of people that I just love so much. But the good news is I'm taking December off, and then in January I'll be launching my own kind of thing. It's not like a studio <laughs> or anything, but I will still be teaching in the area. And I'm super excited about that and super grateful for the experience that I had for, I guess, almost nine years. That's crazy. At Yoga Vibes. And I still will be involved with the teacher training with Emmanuel. Yes, of course. Um, and then the only other thing, and I don't even think I got to share this with you, um, is that I am traveling to London for Christmas. Did I tell you that? No, you didn't. Okay, yeah. So we moved from Canada to London. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're leaving for London, um, and then we'll be home right before Christmas. So we planned our, our whole trip. And we're when are super you going? excited. December 17th. Oh my gosh, that's yes! so exciting. So we can't wait. Um, let me ask you this. If people are trying to find you and take your class in January, what should they do? So go to www.jaredrowan.com, Jared Rowan, mm-hmm. um, or follow me on Instagram. And then they can um, get all the info there. All the info will be there. It'll be a click away. Perfect. Because yeah. I know I'm trying to do that. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's more people than me that are trying to follow you around yes. and continue to learn from you. So yeah. I figured that was a good question to ask. Thank you. Yeah. And then what about you? What have you been up to? Or what do you have coming up, I guess? Or 
Both. Both. Yeah, I actually just got back from a little trip. I went north to south. So I, right after our last weekend of teacher training, I left and I drove up to Canada to see my family. It was my dad's 60th birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, he's going to love that. My dad's an avid listener. (gasps) That's great. Isn't it cool? My mom listens too. He like talked about it at his birthday dinner actually and he was like oh it's really great and all that so I'm sure he'll catch this one Mm -hmm. hey dad (laughs) (laughs) um so I was there briefly it was supposed to be a longer trip I had a journey at the borders with the COVID restriction and all that but it ended up being a little shorter than planned which is all good so I spent about three days up in Canada, and I drove down to Philadelphia, hopped on a plane, and went to Florida for a week. Wow, that's quite different. Was the weather in Canada different than Florida? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When yeah. I left, it snowed the very next day, oh, and yeah. I was in Florida just, you know, having a day. It wasn't the greatest weather, but I can't complain because it was warm. Yeah. I didn't get that much sunshine. But I did get some soul rest, which I really needed. And I don't think my friend Jacob will be listening to this, but he was the most amazing host. And I really um, I'm thankful for that. So that's what I have been up to. We are you and I are gearing up for teacher training coming up tomorrow. So that's what's happening. Otherwise, you know, I am still teaching full-time and doing my energy healing business as well. So if you're looking for a gift for the holidays, hit me up. Offering up a Reiki session is always, you know, such a interesting and cool gift. What else is new? I am going to go back to Canada for Christmas. Cool. Uh, that's the plan, but I won't drive this time and I'll get the correct COVID test before, <laughs> <laughs> before I cross the border. Right. And yeah, I think that's it. Not that's much all. else, you know. I mean, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough. Um, But we have our, um, as we're launching into our podcast for December, today's is is a bit on self-care. Yes. Um, So we were thinking of doing a little bit um, of like Emmanuel and Jared's top three Christmas gifts. Like (laughs) Oprah's favorite things. Oprah's favorite things. (laughs) Okay, but not so nice, maybe. <laughs> not everybody gets a car. No. Um, but we are kind of taking a spin on it, mm-hmm. and we're going to do that near the end, like our three must-have self-care gifts from Jared and Emmanuel. Um, but I'm going to kind of let Emmanuel lead us through self-care through the yoga room and through the practice of yoga and how that is self-care or maybe why that's important. Absolutely. So, of course... We want to tie everything up to the practice of yoga, some aspect of it, right? And this particular aspect is going to be the asana practice because we know it's much wider than just the physical part, but this is what we're tapping into for this section of the show today and how this translates as self-care. So moving your body really is medicine. And we're in a society where there's a lot of people that don't move a ton. If you are someone that work at a desk and you have an Apple Watch um, or like a Fitbit, you can see how little really you move in a day unless you make a point to do it. Oh my God, yeah, right. 
it can be scary sometimes when you look at the steps that you took and you're like, okay, I've, I've been working all day. My brain is on overload. I feel like I've done so much, like checked things off my checklist, but yet I've been sitting behind this computer for so long. And that's the, to point out like what you just said about the physicality of movement. I was telling Emmanuel before we were filming, I'm reading a lot about the koshas, which if that's a scary word that don't worry about it, but it's the shells of the body. And the first one is the physical. Yeah. And physical practice movement is super important to balance, to just get you in a better space. So I think it makes total sense. Like, you know, when you're sedentary all the time, you, your mood's going to be affected by that. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to share that, that no, on, I- the, on that deeper level of the yoga practice, it taps into that physical sheath that you're carrying around this body that we're moving. But I think there's a different way to work on it. You know, if we think of the yoga asana, it's kind of a outer layer, inner layer. You start on the outer layer with the asana and it gives you a gateway to the second, third layer, the emotional, Mm. the spiritual layers. There are different ways to work, right? You can work, let's say, a Reiki appointment, which is an inner layer first. So we tap Mm. into the energy and when you get off the table, you feel the physical ripples of, right? So there's kind of two models to think about it. Yoga asana is a physical practice that will transform the other layers of your being, Mm -hmm. which is why it is such a lovely movement practice. It is also, or the way that I like to practice and teach it, it is intentional in nature and applicable. Like it transfer, it makes you inquisitive. So you want to go deeper in your search. It's not simply... Inhale, exhale, fold forward and be done or do a lot of push-ups and jump around and then lay down. It is a tool, a key to deeper thinking, Mm -hmm. connection. And I think that's why, for me, yoga is the ultimate self-care tool, really. Because it's not a tool that just does one thing. It's kind of like if you think of yoga as a tool, it's not just a spoon. It's that little Swiss army knife that has all of these different. I love that analogy. (laughs) And it's so true because like I just took Emmanuel's class this morning as we're filming this. And it's like so it's so much more than like I definitely sweat. And that's important for my physical body. The music, I connect there. I feel like that gives me a sense of joy a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, The breath work gives me a sense of like groundedness. Shavasana, the stillness gives me a sense of like peace. So I think like that to me is self-care. Like I look forward, I, I unfortunately do a lot of home, not unfortunately, but I do a lot of home practice because of my full-time job, but I always go twice a week and it's so important in my calendar mm-hmm. to at least go to those two classes because I think it's essential for my physical body, my emotional body, my spiritual body. Like it is, it cares for, for all, all of those of it. layers. Yeah. So I think that's a good way to start. And that's how, for me, how I feel it in my body. And it's not saying maybe you're listening to this and you disagree and that's great. Mm -hmm. But maybe you have a different movement practice that does the job for you. Right. Maybe you're a spinner, a runner, whatever it is. Walker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe your technique is more from the inside out or from a different layer, breath practices are super powerful. Uh, Meditation, to me, meditation is much harder. So hard. Than asana. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so whatever helps you to reach this level of peace, peace, comfort, you know, is a great tool for, for self-care. Yeah. So, so that's kind of that, that yoga connection that we made. And then the next point is like transcending that self-care off your mat because, you know, beyond the mat, <laughs> um, that's going to be like our tagline all the time. Um, and I think one of the most important, I guess the most difficult things for people to realize is the how just how essential caring for yourself is. I think we grow up in a society where we've been conditioned and we've talked about this, I think briefly before, but to care for other people. Mm -hmm. And even in the yoga practice, you can agree. We do have servitude to other people. That is part of our Dharma. We're supposed to give to other people. Yes. Um, so we give through Seva, I believe like active, active service. Um, but I think we both can agree self-care is really important to each of us um, individually. Mm-hmm. So the reason I think I, I'd like to point that out first is like, why is self-care important? I think self-care, it changes your mood. It helps you deal with adversity and stress better. And it allows you a level of, I think, love for yourself. Yes. Like, I deserve this. I remember I had a woman I was seeing for therapy and I'm really proud of her because when I got to her, she'd already been working on self-care. But I remember one time she said to me, she said, um, I asked her about massage. Are you getting a massage? Are you getting your nails done? Doing things for yourself. And she said, you know, Jared, I do that now. But I remember when I used to initially do it early, my husband would go, <laughs> Real Housewives of Ocean City. Oh. Isn't that horrible? Like, you're out and about getting your... Mis- like, she almost stopped her self-care because she was like, oh, my God, I, I, I shouldn't be doing this. And I think that's like... That, for me, was like, oh. I'm like, she's like, don't worry, I do it now. I can, <laughs> Good for you know. Her. So I think we have this misconception of it, like that we're not supposed to be doing that, that you, that you're supposed to be taking care of your, you can do both and be a mother and be a partner and like, you know? Yeah. It's almost like we're geared to think that it's a selfish thing to do. Right. Which it isn't. It isn't. Oh my gosh. And if you consider that how you do one thing is how you do everything. How you take care of yourself is how you take care of everybody. Yes. Uh, or it it should be. You should take care of yourself at least as well, if not better, as you're taking care of your children, your spouse, your friends, your family, the people that right. surround you. And I think you can, if you don't put in the time for yourself, you can grow resentful. Of the things that you once loved, right? Like the things like like your children or your family or your partner when it's like, what about me? Like, Sure. Do, you know? Either you grow resentful or you get to a point where you can't do it anymore. You burn out. You burn out. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way that you can simply go about your day and care for others all the time and not pour into your own cup. And I think a good... A good technique or kind of like if people are looking to integrate self-care into their life to help, again, like we said, to deal with stress, deal with your mood, deal with life, it can be small acts of self-care, I was just going to say, it doesn't have to be that you get your nails done and you get a massage (laughs) and you go to yoga. (laughs) And a facial. And and pate. And whatever else you may need. Yeah, we're just trying to throw all the ideas right. your way and see if there's one that sticks to you that 
you know, oh, Jared Emanuel said that. I'm curious about it. I'd love to try it. Um, that's kind of the idea with all of this stuff that we're throwing at right. you right now. It could be very small. I and we'll talk about this mm-hmm. when I talk about my top. Oh, three is a hard number for yeah. me to say. Is it top three? three. There's an H there that just okay. escapes me most Canada. times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm a lover for a bubble bath. And that's a simple thing to do. It doesn't have to be grand. You can set out 20 minutes out of your day to just lay in a tub, light a candle, and be good and feel really fulfilled with that simple mm. act. I love that. Or like, you know, lighting a candle when you get home mm-hmm. and, and just the smell of it or looking forward to your favorite TV show once a week or going to your favorite yoga class. Like it can be small things. It doesn't have to be these large, longer shower than usual. Mm-hmm. Like that's an act of self-care. Yep. Or, um, yeah. And so we invite you to think about what you already do for self-care. Hopefully mm-hmm. there is something in there, at least I would say weekly. At least, at least weekly. I would agree. Yeah. You know, ideally there's a little something that you do daily for yourself. And I have something that's a tool that helps me do that, that I'll mm-hmm. share with you guys a little bit later. And we were talking super small because, of course, we all agree there's there's no time to do mm-hmm. something for an hour every day that's just for you. We completely understand mm-hmm. that. But I'm pretty positive that you have time to to take a five minute out of your day every day to do something that replenishes your Soul. But I also think one thing you made me think of is, you know, we we also, I think when we're practicing self-care, um, sometimes we can have that people, tra- sometimes they translate it as being selfish. Mm-hmm. And I do want to point that out, like, because I think listeners might, I'm doing my self-care and my partner, this person is saying like, gosh, do you always have to do that? And I think some of it, yes, you should mm-hmm. and say like, it's important to me. And, and usually we aren't a super selfish in that way society maybe in other ways but we're i think we've talked about this we're pretty codependent yeah um country where we're (laughs) validated through other people quite a bit so if you are meeting some resistance from people when you start to put yourself first as long as you're making time also for the people you love do not let people make you feel guilty for doing something that makes you feel better and you know This may not happen right away, but typically what tends to happen if you're able to share with them what you're doing and why you're doing it, what it brings to you. Say to your spouse, listen, I don't really want to watch baseball right now. I would rather sit in the tub for 20 minutes and when I get out, I'll be ready to cuddle really good. Yes. And just to explain how that is what you need. And if they see or witness the positive changes, which it should bring about, self-care should make you feel better. If you're doing self-care, if you're doing yoga every day and you feel depleted, that's not self-care. Right. Right. You can't. That's not. You're just Mm -hmm. draining yourself. And so if they feel or see or witness the changes in you, they'll be inclined to say, that's totally worth it for both of us. Right. Maybe I should also do it. Maybe and that's I should. Pretty cool. You know. Right. And, and again, understand that that's not going to happen the first time that you say, "I'm not going to watch baseball today." They're probably going to be like, "Why? Why? Why?" And it, like all good things, it will take time, but it has 
the potential to be an agent for change. Mm -hmm. We encourage you to think about what you're already doing and to see how it's affecting you. You know, is this enough? Am I getting what I'm seeking out of this self-care? I know for a fact I had an idea of what self-care should look like for me, and it turned out to not really have the desired effect, which was kind of challenging. Um, speaking about meditation and practices, mm -hmm. I had this firm idea, I'm going to do this meditation for X amount of time. I'll roll right into pranayama for about 40 minutes, and when I'm done, I'll feel ready for my day. What happened is I was getting up too early. I was sleep deprived and I felt super tired. Right. So I had to adjust. So I think that's a good point. That's like having flexibility in your self-care routine because I'm also, you know now, and meditating daily. Mm -hmm. um, and like my mom recently visited And I, you know what? I didn't. And it was okay mm -hmm. because I was getting other forms of energy through her being there, spending time with her. I didn't meditate. I used to be, and I think we all are like this, super like, I need to work out five days a week. That's part of myself. If you're talking like that and feeling like that, probably not your self-care. Self right. You know, so I think that's what you're speaking at is like kind of uh, play around with it a little bit. And it's okay to skip that workout that serves as your self-care. Maybe yes. you need the downtime. Or if you miss a meditation, don't be hard on yourself. Exactly. And observe the effects of what you do on yourself mm -hmm. and adjust accordingly too. Right. Because self-care should fill you. It should meet you where you're at. And because you're in a constantly changing state, then the practice of self-care is also going to change. Yes. Because we don't, you don't always care for a person, a loved one, the same way every single day. Of course, you have routine, but when they go through something, the care is a little bit different. different. And it's the same thing for you. So meeting yourself where you're at, I think, is a really good thing. So if you can think about what you're already doing, how it's making you feel, and then say, okay, do I need to to tweak it? Tweak it a bit, right. Or am I good? There's mm -hmm. a good. There's a chance that you're a pro at self-care. Mm -hmm. I, I would love for everyone that listens to be like, I just got this. Yeah, which would be, be great. great. Right. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to let Jared tell you his, uh, Jared's favorite things. Jared's favorite things. For self-care um, and, yeah. Okay. So Emmanuel and I both are big readers. Um, so books for me are actually self-care. I read both uh, fiction and nonfiction, um, but quite a bit of self-help and yoga books. Um, so one that recently changed my life, I would say, and, and would definitely easily be in my top five, is a book um, called The Four Desires by Rod Stryker. And we can maybe put it in the notes. I'm going to put all the items uh, in the show notes as a link Perfect. so I hope people can click. I'll be like Jared top three and then mine. Okay. Yeah. So, The Four Desires was a book that I actually had for almost a year and a half and didn't pick it up. And um, as Emmanuel knows, within the past, I think, six to eight months, I've been going through like, okay, what is my direction? What do I want to do in the yoga the yoga realm? Like, well, you know, where's my next step? Um, and just in life, as I'm preparing in my career, I'm now 13 years in my career. It's like, okay, do I want a family? Like, where do I want to live? All those big questions. So this book by Rod Stryker, who's actually a yoga nidra teacher. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and he's really, it's an amazing book. Um, and I 
sequence several of my classes mm-hmm. through the book. Um, but it's about creating a life purpose or f- creating a life of purpose of happiness, prosperity, and freedom. So this book really dives into, we do have desires in this human life. If you want to pretend you don't, you're wrong. You're wrong. Essentially. <laughs> um, you know, and it talks about these four different types of desires that we all have. We have a desire for purpose, a desire for means, and he means the means to reach your purpose. We have a desire for the pleasures in life, and then we have a desire for spiritual liberation. So he works around these four desires and he helps you work at learning how to listen to yourself to make sure you're listening to the right voice. And then he gives you a step-by-step uh, kind of guidance on how do you attain these desires, which is like magic to me. So it's like, um, I didn't exactly know what my big desire was. And there's a, the book is so great because it has meditations and journal prompts. Nice. And he had us do a journal prompt on our own eulogy. And that changed my, my, what I need to do with my life. When I wrote this eulogy, it was what, what would your eulogy be had you not reached your desire? Because he had you figure out. And it was pretty sad. It was, <laughs> it was like Jared worked a lot for everybody else, but he never got that house. That he <laughs> I mean, it was like, you know, I am a bit of, I always say I'm the Ryan Seacrest of like, <laughs> like a million jobs. Yes. Um, but it helped me to really figure it out. Um, so that book, amazing and it also was what prompted me into my meditation practice because he talks so much about the power of stillness and relaxation and that you don't have to achieve everything through intensity which is huge um so that's my number one was my book the four desires my number two was my favorite set of um headphones which are apple airpods and the reason i picked those is that helps me with my morning self-care routine. I listen to healing mantras. Um, I'm not ashamed to admit, but I did have COVID within the past month. You month shouldn't be ashamed. <laughs> I feel like it's like this thing nobody wants to talk oh about. Oh my gosh, no. Uh, but I did have it, and I, I put my headphones in, I put on Spotify, I listen to healing mantras, which mantras are just affirmations if you're unsure what they are. I do my meditation through the headphones, and then music for working out. Um, so headphones is my next one. And then, you're good. I didn't mean. Oh, I saw <laughs> yeah, her. Rap. I, I I did a hand gesture to me to kind of imply like repeated affirmation, like oh, a mantra, like goes you. over. It's the same thing over and over again. And Jen, <laughs> well, she was like, "Hurry up!" Is what I. Took I it just as. meant like you just repeated, and he was like, "Hurry up!" So he started to speak really fast. So yes. The headphones. No. Um, the headphones also with exercise. So I move my body at least five to six days a week. The headphones are just essential for me. I prefer to listen to music yeah. or audiobooks when I exercise. Um, so that's another really important one for me. And meditation, I know that technically it's supposed to be done silently or you should try to do it silently. I just am not quite there yet. So I listen to it. It's, it's non-lyrical music that just plays like the sound of um or something. Um, and I just reflect on my thoughts that I'm having. Like I, I hear a thought and one thing you told me, which stuck with me was it's all informational. So it's like, the, you know, l- listen to what you're hearing 
and you're hearing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, and then decide what you do with that information. And that was a big reason why, um, I'm not, I'm not saying blaming you, but, uh, why <laughs> I was like, I think I need to do my own thing with yoga. Like something kept coming up in my meditations. And then once I made that decision, it didn't come up anymore. That's typically and, oh, how it goes. Yeah. And there was so much more space. So headphones is my number two. And then my number three is body work. So this is a big self-care one for me. Um, I get a monthly massage, um, which I love so, 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 so much. And I look forward to. Um, I also get a monthly um, chiropractor appointment. And the reason I do the chiropractor appointment, and this is a bit deeper, but as yogis, and, and, you know, we move energy a lot. And I'm not going to get into the deep philosophy behind it, but we hold a lot of energy in our vertebrae because that's where our chakra system is. So it's recommended that yogis should get an adjustment, you know, to open those energy channels up. And it feels really nice. Um, and then Reiki. And Emmanuel is actually my Reiki master, I guess, right? Yeah. My Reiki master. So I go about once a month, once every two months. And that's for my energy body. You know, I like to pretend that all my chakras are aligned always Uh, (laughs) and there are some are better than others Um, but that feels really good for me to get that Reiki done because and for people that don't know Reiki is an exchange of energy Emmanuel is kind of overviewing my energy body kind of giving her interpretation of what's going on and it's a really nice Reiki practice because I've had Reiki done before but I I like the dialogue a little bit yeah so Yeah, I do it a little bit differently. I think I learned from the best, right? So, and Jared also has started his journey with Reiki, which is great. But our teacher is, she's phenomenal. And she's actually going to be on the show. So we're excited. Look, Look forward for an episode with her. But she actually is a doctor. Mm -hmm. And she was doing therapy. So her background is talk therapy. And she is incorporated that as she trained me. And so if you've done Reiki before and the practitioner was silent, that's not the experience that I provide. I try to illustrate um, what I perceive of your energy. So really what it is, is kind of me being with you in a room and observing what I can observe of your energy, which shows up. It's not like I'm taking it on or anything like that. I get present enough to see what's going on for you. And I try to present it to you with imagery typically or metaphors so that you can understand what I'm trying to say about different parts of your body, of your life, of your energy body, and to see if it, if it's, make sense what I'm saying or feeling or seeing or if maybe it doesn't and we see why or how we got there and typically it's a very interesting conversation yeah it's one of my favorite parts of my job I really enjoy doing that so. and I look forward to that and I do refer some yeah patients or clients to you yeah, and it's been uh, great so I um yeah I really enjoy it um so yeah I think those are my top three so what do you yeah what do you got going on So my number one, I have a set of cards. It's not quite tarot cards. It's like an oracle deck and they are called a yogic path. It's any, there's a lot of them. There's like the animal cards or the angel cards, Mm -hmm. which are not tarot cards, but you can draw one every day. So 
the card, if you buy just the set, it's by Sahara Rose and it comes with a little guidebook and it tells you different ways that you can set up your cards or like pick one every day or you can do it monthly, whatever. And which each card, it tells you the meaning of it if you pull it upright or upside down. Oh, how cool. Yeah. So it's pretty neat. And so that's kind of one item, but I use it with the reflective journal that goes with it. And that's really helped me create a gratitude practice. Um, so the journal is the same kind of set. It goes along together and you have a little column for each day. And at the beginning of it, you get to write your intention for the day, three things that you're grateful for. And you put the card that you drew and you can like write what it meant for your day. And at the end of the day, you get to say what was the best part of your day and why you love yourself. Oh, that's great. So it really helped me be more aware and tap into my intuition right in the morning as I get started and check in with myself and see what's going on. I have loved this. I've been working with it since... Um, since before I left for training. So as I was meditating more and practicing more stillness, I wanted to incorporate a little bit more journaling. That was a goal of mine. But I'm not someone that's going to sit down and write for a half hour every day. So three gratitude prompts and a reason why I love myself today was plenty for me. And I've been really enjoying it. I take it with me when I travel. That's how much I like it. So that is my number one. My number two is a vibe. So when I started on the journey to self-care, mostly at home for my daily acts of self-care, I found it was very important to create a vibe. What I use personally, I have a meditation cushion that is made out of beads and it's very cozy for my bum, right? (laughs) But it's really important and I love that cushion. If I don't have it, I feel funky meditating elsewhere. It's just creating a habit or something that feels familiar that you can come back to or that you look forward to do it. So it's a Brentwood Home yoga pillow that you can sit on and I meditate. And with that, I either light incense which I will link. I have, um, I love the PF Chang. It's made in California. Mm-hmm. It smells, there's one called Gold Coast and it's so lovely. And, uh, or I will light a candle. And that just sets me up uh, for my day. I did have a favorite candle, but right now the girl that made it, she is taking a break. And when I was traveling in Florida, I found another candle that's called Maya Blue that I will also link. It's a little sweet. So if you're not someone that likes a sweet smell, maybe that one's not for you, but I am obsessed with it. So a vibe, whatever you need to create a vibe. It could be, um, you know, those Christmas lights. Maybe that's that for you. Or Uh, just dimming dimming your lights, Yeah, Creating something that feels cozy, safe, where you can rejuvenate. And the last thing that is on my self-care list is a good bath. Mm. That's necessary. I would never move into a house that doesn't have a bathtub. Guess what? We don't have a bathtub. Oh, my God. What? Three years without a bathtub. I'm so sorry for you. (laughs) We love when we get a hotel because we're like, oh, my God, bath bombs, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yes, I know. So I I get it. I have a deep love for a bath. Mm -hmm. It truly feels like luxury. 
just to lay there and to be in warm water, I feel like a true queen. Um, depends what you like. If you're more of a bubble bath person, you should totally get that. I try to go with things that are more natural. I found some really nice bat bombs um, that are all natural that I will link in there as well. But you can also bring your vibe into the bathroom. Yeah. And that helps Candles, music, Mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have the deck of cards and the journal. I have the vibe, which really is something cozy to sit on to meditate and a scent and a lighting, ambiance, and a bubble bath. Love it. Yeah. So these are our suggestions. And like I said, they'll all be linked in the show notes. And we hope that it gave you some ideas or of things that you can do mm-hmm. and things that you can get. Both of them. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, all that's right. all we got. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.